Are you tired of being sick? If your answer is yes, visit Herbal Blessings. <clears throat> this is Dr. Asiatic Black. We live in a world of addictive foods, habits, stress, and we know firsthand that it's a challenge to make changes to our lifestyles. Herbal Blessings is supporting your journey to better health. Herbal Blessings has what you need. Herbal Blessings has over 250 herbs, herbal blends, tea bar, sage, gemstones, and more. Open Tuesday through Saturdays, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Located at 614 North Ferris Street in the Ferris Street Historic District. Stop by and feed your body what it needs. Give us a call and book your consultation at 769-216-3450. Boost your immune system today. Herbal Blessings. <laughs> a blessing that is not in disguise. This is Asiatic Black telling you about space age marketing and printing. We're still here to serve you with flyer design services available for all your marketing needs. Have a drawing that you need enhanced and brought to life. We have CD insert design services available. During and time of trouble. Logos starting at $100. Full service printing, including flyers, brochures, and business cards. And remember, Space Age Marketing and Printing is still here to serve you. Call and place your order today at 601-272-8055. All right, check one, two, two black, two strong, mega blast, Asiatic black. As I promised y'all, we're going to bring a special on tonight. It's called Controversy or commitment we got a guest in the house hopefully we'll be able to continue this thing i got comments uh gonna be in the comment section we're gonna show y'all a little bit it's been a lot of this and that said around the city and uh i invited mr archie over to uh give his commentary his com uh comments and talk to the people or uh, the citizens of hines county and around jackson mississippi and surrounding areas and, and so forth and i'm gonna put him on the screen here in just a second and uh also, in the comment section will be an invitation link, okay? And if it gets heavy enough for those that cannot join uh, online, if you're in your car or whatever the case may be, maybe at work you want to slip off and, and, and get on your phone and call in, we will provide a number. So if it gets heavy enough in this in this house, man, make sure y'all uh, do what you can. Now, Mr. Archie is here live in the studio at Two Black, Two Strong Mega Blast. He's been here for a minute, and I thank him for coming through. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm you, man. Man, I'm doing pretty good. Man, there's been a lot of things said in and around our area, and I've been listening to a little bit of it, but I want you to catch me up to speed. Uh, if there's any questions you have for me, any comments you need on my side, make sure you invite me in. I'm going to pass it over to you, and uh, you go ahead and introduce yourself, man, and tell people what's going on. Indeed, and thank you for the opportunity. Of course, um, I am David L. Archie, Heinz County Supervisor for District 2. Um, and I'm just so proud to be here this evening. A lot of things been going on, but I'm always um, there with you. Uh, as as you always say, too black and too strong. Hey, man, I like that. Too black and too strong. Um, matter of fact, I had my mask on the day. Um, uh, black votes matter. You know, black families matter. Uh, black votes matter, and blacks matter. Yes, sir. Uh, the world matter, and and I'm I'm here searching to to talk about some of those issues that has gone on a bit. Some may be a bit controversial. Or it may be the commitment, of course, that I've made to the people of the city of Jackson as well as Hines County. Um, I think there are uh, two individuals that represent uh, this county as well as the city, myself and Councilman Stokes, uh, continue to have a dialogue with the people. Uh, we don't run from a fight, we run to a fight. And uh, we may not always agree. And of course, I may not always agree with um, any citizen that I represent or any citizen in um, Hines County as well as the capital city. But what I can tell you is that we're here and we're elected and we are getting a lot done. Um, when I came into office, I came in um, facing um, 
a deficit of, and my deficit was not having any money uh, to operate the district. I immediately came in and asked for an audit and was able to find, you know, a half a million dollars, um, somewhat a little bit more. And we was able to, to begin to do things. If you go to Albemarle Road, um, take a look at Albemarle. It was paid with Hines County money, uh, taxpayers' money. If you go to May Street uh, here in Jackson on Bailey Avenue, um, it was paved with um, Hines County tax dollars. If you um, go to Northside Drive, area over there was fixed. That was really bad and people was having accidents because the road was not um, level. Um, if you go over to the Bel Air area, so things has, you know, of course have gotten done. If you go to the Fundren district, we have repaid, repair and fix potholes there. Um, if you go out to Clinton, uh, uh, Mr. Harper, uh, who of course have wanted his road to be paved, uh, is on the back side of Clinton on the Funnish Road going towards uh, uh, Bolton area, Mr. Harper has continued to ask for his road to be paved. And of course, the guy that was in the seat uh, is a citizen uh, of Clinton. And he have waited He waited six years. Of course, I was able to get in there and pave his road right away in, in the town of Clinton. We fixed three bridges um, in, the, in Clinton uh, and one in, in the town of Learning uh, since I've been there. Um, um, of course, um, the major bridge that go into the town of Learning, we we have fixed it and uh, it was blown down during the uh, a real, real bad storm. People could not get home. Um, if you go out to Presidential Hills, um, uh, the county tax dollars went out there and paved nearly every pothole in the whole entire Presidential Hills. Of course, we have more now, but we did. We went to Presidential Hills and, and uh, repaved uh, many potholes out there. If you go to the town of Bolton, um, we paid, uh, repaired uh, many potholes there in the town of Bolton. And for the firefighters, the volunteer firefighters that are now in the town of Bolton, um, when they go to vote on this coming Tuesday, I made the chief of, uh, chief of fire, uh, the fire chief there in the town of Bolton, a promise mm -hmm. that um, he showed me some things that needed to be done before the upcoming election. And if you go to the town of Bolton now and look in front of the uh, volunteer fire station, uh, we would pave a stretch of uh, uh, gravel area and grass there that he wanted to make out of blacktop, as well as getting in and out of the fire station. And Chief Willard Robinson was very happy uh, that we was able to do that. I've seen many ditches um, that were floods for this county in Jackson, uh, Pocahontas, um, Bolton, uh, Edwards. Uh, I was there late Sunday night looking at an area that, of course, that um, has begun to flood in Edwards. And, and the people in the town of Edwards, we're going to be fixing that particular um, ditch on, on Hodge Road. As well as um, when I first got in office, the mayor of the town of Edwards and I, we met uh, with Willie Simmons, who's the transportation commissioner. Um, roads had not been paved in that area for quite some time. State money was not spent in that area. We was able um, to get his attention. And if the people drive down Highway 80 and um, 467 in, in the town of Edwards, they're riding on brand new roads. And this has not taken place in quite some time. Um, in the 10 months that I've been there, we've gotten quite a bit done. And the biggest one that I'm more proud of is that um, state aid, uh, which is state money to pave roads uh, within your county. Um, Hines County received $2.9 million. And I was able to get three votes on that board to get $2.8 million of that money to go to West Rural Hines County. And you know who lives in West Rural Hines County? African-American people. Um, of County Line Road, Trotter Road to be paid, uh, Adam Station Road, uh, and a couple other roads that in West Rural Hines County, that has never been done. There's never been a supervisor that is on that board to garnish or was able to get the votes to get nearly 95 or 96% of the money that was provided um, to the county. 2.9 million was provided. Hines County District 2, citizens of District 2, 
will be getting $2.8 million of that money. And so there are, there are many things that we have done in, in 10 months. Uh, we're very proud of our record. We, we are committed. Uh, when we came in, we said we was going to give the people what they want. And one of the things that the, the citizens of Hines County continue to uh, express that, that they want their roads fixed, they want their potholes repaired and repaved and fixed, and of course wanted some type of economic development to come inside of Hines County to be taking place. Um, since I've been there, we was able to get the money for a brand new uh, volunteer fire station up on the other side of Pocahontas, and you have to drive down about four miles down Kennebrew Road. And uh, there's a piece of land that Hines County on, and we're going to be putting a brand new volunteer fire station in that particular area. When I came on, um, there was a volunteer fire station on um, Spring Ridge Road. Uh, had not been completed. The work had stopped. And we're here to say tonight that that volunteer fire station is complete. And the president of the board, you know, the Hines County Supervisor, Robert Graham, as well as Credel Calhoun, uh, we voted to complete the mission of that volunteer fire station. It was not in my district, but uh, Hines County work on a unit form of government, meaning that you need three votes to get things done. And you can work anywhere. A lot of people get confused because you are elected in, in of course, one uh, district. But once you are elected in that district, you are able to go into, like I am the Hines County District 2 supervisor, I'm able to District 1 and do work as well as District 5, and we work together. It takes three votes to, to uh, get it done. And so we're very, very proud of our record. Uh, there are some things that have been in the news lately are very controversial. And so I can start off talking about a couple of those things. One has been this $1.5 million grant that we received inside of Hines County. We don't want anybody misled on exactly what took place. Uh, the problem uh, came to the point that where our um, Hines County election commissioner, um, who's the chairperson, uh, did not get uh, our approval, uh, the board member, on a lot of stuff that she had going on. She wanted to spend the money without getting our approval. Um, any money that comes into Hines County, um, there's only two uh, persons that that have their own budget and they deal with their own budget. And that is the um, Hines County uh, Circuit Clerk and as well as the Hines County Chancery Clerk. All money that comes into Hines County except those two different departments that the Hines County Board of Supervisors are responsible for disbursing that money, providing the sheriff department his budget for the year, providing the judges of Hines County their budget for the year, and many other departments, the public works department. Uh, we're responsible for all of your tax dollars. And I'm very proud to say that we was able to balance the budget uh, this year, coming in, not being on the job very long, uh, and we did not have a, uh, a deficit meaning that we had more funds left over from the year versus not having enough funds. And so I'm very proud uh, with the uh, president of the board, uh, Robert Graham, as well as Credio Calhoun. Uh, we work very well together in order to get things done. But let's go back to the. And so, um, of course, um, the president of the board appointed me to sit into the meetings that was taking place. Uh, when it came to this particular grant, uh, myself and a couple, um, uh, one department head for Hines County, as well as Tony Johnson and, and one other individual, that is how we started the meetings off. And um, as I took a look at the spreadsheet in terms of um, how it was going to be spent, uh, there was nearly 1.2 million that I could not understand uh, for the world of me how that money was going to be spent because there was not any checks and balance, any spreadsheet. And so let's use this for an example. Uh, Ms. Johnson, uh, who is the chairperson of the election commission, thought that she had the power and the control of the Hines County Board of Supervisor grant or money that comes into the county. She thought that um, she was in charge, but that is not what the law say. The law clearly states very clearly states 
that the Hines County Board of Supervisors are in charge and it takes three votes to put money in different areas. Uh, and so uh, this particular deal is um, on one uh, particular, she wanted to give $300,000 um, to a media uh, outlet. And she was calling calling it a media blast. And so I was fine with the 300,000, but I wanted a breakdown in terms of where the money and who was going to receive the money and whether or not um, minority uh, companies, um, whether or not um, WMPR, whether or not uh, the Mississippi Link or the Jackson Advocate or some small African-American businesses that participate in media and getting the message out there, how were they going to be treated? Um, and she could never give me a spreadsheet on it. And so I, my question to her, when we was at the table to have a discussion concerning this money, I said, I cannot sign off on $300,000 when I don't know where it's going. I said, I'm just simply asking you for a spreadsheet that I'm able to see with my own eyes where you can tell me whether or not WJMI is going to get 30,000 or not uh, WAPT is going to get 25,000 WLBT, what they was going to get. I wanted to know where the money was going. I, I, I was not, I did not feel comfortable in trying to uh, give her $300,000 to one individual and then let that one individual spread the money out the way that he wanted to be. He's not a supervisor, right? And so it is our right to ask questions. And that's when things got started. And then we went on down the list. Uh, there was another 200 and some thousand dollar event that was taking place. I inquired about that. Who are these people? Where are they coming from? Uh, are they local or minority business owners here in Heinz as well as the capital city? None of those questions was answered. Had the opportunity to have that information. She did not provide that information. We have um, about a thousand people that works on election day. And uh, she wanted us to give her $60,000 to feed the people. Well, um, when you do uh, an addition, uh, if you say $30 plus 1,000 people, that is $30,000. And so I did exactly that at the table. And I said, well, where's the other 30,000 is going? She had no answer for it. Now, I think you can feed um, a person perhaps three times in a particular day with 30 bucks. And so, but she wanted double that amount. And then to make it a little worse, I said, well, how many companies are involved in this 60,000? She could not give me an answer. I said, well, listen, I need to know. She said, well, there's only one company involved. And then when I began to inquire and to ask, I said, well, what about the other small businesses that have been suffering uh, throughout this pandemic? Why can't we spread some of that money around and have more small businesses involved, you know, maybe 20,000 to this business, 20,000 to this business, 20,000 to this business, and they can feed uh, the people. And then it, that would go away. No, I brought them to the table. No, I'm not willing to negotiate. Uh, I want uh, this particular company to have the whole entire uh, $30,000. And then we went on uh, to discuss other issues. Um, there was a couple, $100,000 when it comes to providing some, um, some type of fans for on election day. And we wanted to know, as a matter of fact, um, some of that we have already rescinded that where we was able to get, um, I think, 10 of the equipment that we had inquired about. And then once the president of the board began to investigate, <clears throat> we was able to get 30 for less than the amount that we originally inquired about. And so my question is, uh, it's okay to do business with people that want to do business with, with Hines County. Uh, and that is why we are there. We like to spend our tax dollars with those that are um, that are doing business in Hines County and want to be in Hines County. But you got to allow the Board of Supervisors to ask questions as well as to balance the budget. The president of the board sent me to that meeting. And because 
Commissioner Johnson did not have her way with me or in that meeting. She stormed out of that meeting and then later on stormed out about two or three other meetings the same way when she did not get her way. And then at one point she went out and spread some type of accusation and some type of lie that I was a part of. Um, I can't even think of the word. I think the word is, uh, what was that that she said? It didn't, don't mean a whole lot to me because I know I wasn't a part The word was uh, uh, corruption, but it was another word. Uh, and I think of it before the show is over with. But at the end of the day, she went to the news media. We had a board meeting. Uh, after we had a, another meeting, we we agreed. We came to an agreement on the $1.5 million that was being spent. And that agreement was is that when she brought to us the spreadsheet on where the money is going to be spent, then we would approve it. And so when we get to the, that was on a Thursday, I believe. Then we had a little chit chat over the weekend. But on that first Monday meeting, during that meeting, uh, when I received the spreadsheet, we was over budget nearly 200,000. And, and the other 200,000 had to come from somewhere. The grant only was for 1.5 million. And when we received the spreadsheet in the meeting, Right before the meeting got started, during the meeting, of course, $200,000 more was added. And guess who would, would have been responsible for paying that $200,000? The Hines County taxpayer, the Hines County citizens. And so we took a recess and we went, I went into the board conference room with um, the um the Hines County administrator, as well as some of the uh, Hines County attorneys, we had a discussion and we was able to balance the the um, the, the uh, budget at one point five million dollars and get a bit under the one point five million dollars, which of her dislike, uh, Commissioner Johnson. And when she came before the podium, she said that she disagreed with it um, and that she stormed out of the room and and um, went and took the media on the outside and began to have discussion with them because we are asking questions about the money. That is our responsibility. That is our job. And so when, when she did not want to answer those questions uh, before the board and before me, as the uh, president of the board instructed me uh, to be in on all of these meetings when it has to do with this particular grant. Now, I just happen to be the board member that they chose to be a part of these meetings. There are many meetings that goes on and the board president appoint other supervisors to go in and be a part of those meetings. And this one particular meeting now, I've been in many meetings to have discussions about money and tax. Uh, this county, uh, in, in a year's time, we deal with $130 million and. And every year we have nearly a $60 million budget. But of course, we are continuing to pay and receive, pay and receive. So there's a lot of money. So $1.5 million wasn't a lot of money to actually have a discussion about and not try to get it right. I told you earlier that from the previous year, we was able to go in and balance the budget and have a surplus uh, other than have a deficit during a, a pandemic, during a flooding, um, and doing uh, a crisis where people were not coming in paying a lot of their tax dollars and paying their property taxes. So I think that we was able to do pretty good when it comes to those particular issues. So when it comes to people making false accusation and misleading folks, and some people pick up on it and, 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 and take off and run with it, and not getting a clear understanding exactly what took place, um, I think that become a problem. But guess what? I'm one of the few elected officials that don't mind sharing with the public in terms of what's going on. And on one side of the table, I get beat up for it, for sharing the information. And on the other side of the table, I get a plus and people are for having some transparency. Uh, with the public and with the people. And so it's kind of difficult uh, for me in, in that kind of situation. But I told the people that when I went downtown, that if you allow me, then give me that opportunity. 
I will sit there and make you proud of me. I will sit there and, and do my job and get up and give you seven good days of work. Um, I don't consider having a day off as long as I'm in this position. Uh, now, I may take time off, but I don't consider having a day off. If I get a call right now to go to the area that I represent, guess what? I make it a priority. I get gone and, and go to those particular areas. You know, we, we have dealt with uh, feeding uh, people. Um, out in the rural areas that was unable to to get to uh, grocery stores during the pandemic. We went to the town of Edwards, the town of Bodes, and the town of Utica, Pocahontas. We went all over West Rural Hines County to make sure that the elderly have an opportunity to get bags and to get meals. I don't have to do that as a, as a supervisor, but I, I'm committed to doing all that I can and go the extra mile for the citizens of Hines County. One other issue uh, that we have dealt with is, is the, uh, the lottering here in Hines County. Um, Jackson, Mississippi sits in Hines County. So we have a point here. The Hines County Board of Supervisors appointed me to chair of the lottering and homeless uh, task force. We was able to clean up some areas uh, from High Street all the way back to County Line Road. A lot of a lottering was going on there where people are impeding the traffic, stopping traffic, knocking on your window, getting mad at you and curse you out. One man even pulled his pants down and showed his naked uh, behind uh, to some folks when they didn't give him some money. And so what we're saying is this, if they don't tolerate it uh, two miles to the east over in Flowood, one mile uh, to the north in Ridgeland and up in Madison, why should we tolerate it here in Jackson as well as Hines County. Now, I know that some would say, well, some of those people are homeless. It's true. But some are alcoholics, some are drug addicts, and some don't want to work and don't want to do anything. They just want to live on the money that they get off the streets. But guess what? When you begin to get vagrants uh, and a lot of uh, people that are on the streets and living on the streets and stopping cars and then at night they go into these uh these buildings and these properties that are not being rented out um or restaurants or hotels or whatever and they tear the place completely up and that property value goes down and it's difficult to sell that property that is not fair to the property owner and another thing that people say well they have a right to be there that's cool i don't have a problem with that but what about the rights of the citizens that are paying these high property taxes? What about the right of the citizens that are taking care of their business and doing what they need to do? They shouldn't have to put up a lot of foolishness every day in and around their community. I think that the state of Mississippi needs to do a better job uh, in working and dealing with uh, the homeless population and the loitering population. I think um, Hines County Board of Supervisors will work with the state and I think the city needs to work with the county and we all work together uh, to try to help solve these problems. One of the major problems that we have here in the city of Jack is that other uh, municipalities around the state are bringing people to Jackson and dropping them off. Some of those people that they bring, they bring nothing to the table, nothing but a headache, nothing but a problem. Uh, sometimes they're alcoholics, sometimes they they uh, drug abusers, sometimes they, they, they don't want to work. And they, some of them just want to break and enter into your properties and do all that uh, negative stuff. They don't bring nothing constructive to the table. That's why they took them away from their town. Now, the state of Mississippi got a problem with mental health here, a uh, mental health here in the state. What we need to do is to, uh, as um, county officials and city officials, petition the legislators, as well as the governor and lieutenant governor, saying that we need for you to fully fund mental health here in the capital city or throughout this state. But especially here, because we are the ones that are having to deal with this problem on top of the problem that we're having with crime. And so there's a very complex uh, uh, situation that we're having to deal with the, the homelessness, people that have drug problems, people have the, uh, that have mental health problems, 
people that have alcoholic problems as well as the crime. And so if we don't do something about it and if we don't help get it under control, Jackson won't be worth to live in. Uh, this county will not be worth uh, uh, to live in. Uh, people will begin and continue to move out until we solve some of these problems. And, and as your Hans County Board of Supervisor, uh, that is a portion of my job to help solve all of these problems. There is a lot of work to be done. I'm committed in, in terms of doing that work, and I will continue to do that work. I want to ask you a question. Um, uh, talking about what you just uh, what, what you're into right now, um, my personal thing is this, and, and and I agree with you wholeheartedly on this because, uh, as you said, when you go to other cities, other counties, you don't see this. What can and a lot of people have had things to say. Some are, are, are pretty good comments, and some are, aren't. But my thing, this is what I want to ask you: How can I help you with those? are in these positions have questions statements and and different frustrations i want to be a mediator so to speak sort of between the administrative suites and the ghetto streets to ask now i'm asking personally right now and i know a lot of you all are probably looking at this if you have questions that i mean the minute feel free feel free, put it please put it Open in the conversation right that's what i'm here for and I, I thank you again for, for that. But how can I help? How, how can people, the, the regular common people on the street, regular people. help you do this job? Or if we have problems, how can we meet at a, at a standpoint where we don't have to argue back and forth and, I, I, and create hostility? I, I think, and, and, and I shared this with some members of the board, as elected officials, you see some elected officials want to work a little bit harder than others. Some want to get to the office a little bit early, stay there a little bit late, continue to work through the day and through the night. And others just want to, to be an elected official and show up for the cameras. And so, first of all, that's a great problem within the system itself. Uh, we need elected officials that don't mind uh, going against the grain and challenging uh, the uh, status quo and not going alone just to get along. Because if we continue to go along to get along, these problems will not be solved. And so for those that see that perhaps that they want to go in a different way, in a different manner and want to work and help uh, with the elected officials, come up with ideas, be proactive in pre uh, presenting those ideals to the city to the county and the state, or call on those elected officials that you see out in the street, that you meet, that you talk to, and say, look, uh, how can I help you guys help make Hines County a better place? One unique thing about Hines County, and in, in perhaps the whole entire state, we have city council persons, we have uh, uh, supervisors, we have state senators, we have state representatives, in Hines County, we have a few uh, different municipalities. Then you have Board of Aldermans on all of those um, uh, uh, municipalities. You have mayors in those So it's a lot of elected officials that are inside of Hines County. And I think that if we can be proactive and come up with a comprehensive plan, getting the churches involved, and not all churches are doing their separate thing, but having a comprehensive plan to solve the homeless problem, to solve the lottery problems or those that need shelter to solve their problems. Cause that is where we can really hit home in terms of working together and making sure that these uh, communities and areas are fully funded. Everybody knows that here in the city as well as Hines County, that our streets are not being repaved and fixed. We don't have enough money to repair and repair and fix all of these streets in Hines County. So, but uh, uh, Jackson, is the capital city. So we ought to be getting more, not less from the state. We ought to be getting a lot more. And so when I came into office, the first place that I went was to the state capital to sit down with the power brokers at the state capital to, to ask for money. We applied for a $25 million grant to repave and repair and fix Mega Evers Boulevard, Boulevard from I-220 all the way to uh, the Jackson Medical Mall and as they say, five point. 
and we're committed to making that happen. But guess what? Uh, when we applied for the grant, the only people that received was uh, Mississippi. They received 11 million and something. And then a portion uh, up near Oxford, Mississippi, they received six million and some odd dollars. Twice in one year, Hattiesburg, a total amount of nearly 25 million, which we need the money a lot more than Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg need money, Jackson need money, Hines County need money. And so um, we got a, a problems here that you willing to work uh, with the preachers at these churches, they got to open up the door of the church and not just on Sunday. They need to be open during the week, finding a way um, to, to get into our communities and help provide and, and help solve some of these problems in our community. If you can't solve some problems through the church, where can you solve some of these problems? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. Um... Now, uh, let me turn my mic up. That is uh, a, a great standpoint. Again, I'm, I'm looking at this comment section and it's rather dry. I want to say personally that if you can't say anything, you can't be a grown man and say it now. Don't say it later. Yeah. Hey, listen, um, I, I, I will address some of those comments, whether it's good or bad. I don't have a problem I, I, with it. I'm asking. But the only thing that I ask people to do is to not come in being biased, being be open-minded and optimistic. And yes, don't shoot at the person, shoot at what the real problems are and the issues in and around the community. Mm -hmm. Now, I've always been one to deal with the issues, but this uh, this weekend, and, and the reason that I'm here tonight is because we had a problem at uh, one of the uh, black radio stations which I intend on going back on next week because I filed a lawsuit. And we'll talk about that further on in the station. Okay. Uh, right. So, so, so you got to come in. I'd be more than happy. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, people that, that, that are watching this, uh, whether you have been on hand or off hand, yeah. this is what this particular uh, uh, special edition is about. So get in the comment section as you do on other things. Uh, please do not come on after this uh, show is over with and say, Black, uh, what about this or what about that? That's right. I offered my platform. It, it's there. The comment section is dry. It's, it's dry, dry as a powder house right now. But I guarantee you, when it when the cameras turn off, don't call my phone or text me and say, well, he should have did this. I think that. So please get in the comment section. Now, what, what, what do we have on the table next uh, as far as plans uh, in the near future? Um, here, in, let me just tell the people on this coming Tuesday, we're going to have a safe and secure election. Um, we're going to have people out on the street this weekend, uh, getting information out, uh, to citizens of the whole entire Hines County, mm -hmm. uh, to notify them to say, Hey, listen, don't be afraid to go, um, to your precinct, uh, to cast your vote. Let's not uh, make that out of an excuse that I didn't go because I was afraid of COVID-19. There'll be people cleaning precincts and spraying and wiping down. Uh, that is what this $1.5 million grant was all about. Uh, providing the information and the tools and kits that you need in order to go and vote. Hey, listen, I'm so proud of the citizens of Hines County. When I walked out of the office today and looked across the street, um, they had people coming out of the courthouse all the way around the block, all the way to nearly the Jackson Police Department. Elderly people. What I did not see was a lot of young people. And so don't y'all surprise us and not go to the poll on this coming Tuesday. We mostly seen uh, elderly people and people in their 30s and 40s and up uh, out casting their vote because perhaps they would not be here. We don't have early voting in the state of Mississippi. We have absentee voting. Absentee voting is meaning that you perhaps won't be here on election day, or you got uh, a problem that uh, you cannot get to the poll. Uh, you just can't go in and, and vote because you choose to go in and vote early. But uh, if you do not vote on tomorrow about noon, and I don't know whether or not they're gonna extend it to a little bit later, you be sure to go out and cast your vote. 
you know, uh, black votes matter, black lives matter, and black families matter. And it's your responsibility as an individual to get registered to vote when you get 18 and to cast your vote. Don't believe all that nonsense talking about uh, the black liberals and the African-American elected officials that represent Hines County and represent the city of Jackson. That happens everywhere in the country. If you have more Caucasians and more Republicans in a certain area, that is going to represent that particular area. You can't change the culture of your representation. You can only choose from those that lives in your community that go out and represent your community. I can't go out and get a, a alderman um, from Cannes, Mississippi or Madison to come down here and be a city councilman in Jackson. You have to choose from what you have. And, and for some that continue to throw uh, African-American elected officials under the bus just because they don't see things the way that they perhaps see them. Maybe those individuals see things the way Donald Trump see it. Maybe they see things the way Hitler seen it in his day. Maybe they see things the way uh, Jim Jones wanted them to drink the Kool-Aid. Maybe they see things the way Charles Manson seen it when he destroyed those women and people that are around him. And so all I ask people to do is to educate yourself and not get misled by anybody, and especially on these airways, because there are some low down and dirty gut bucket folks and gut bucket thugs out here that continue thinking and lying to the people, thinking they'll know everything. Just be straight and tell the truth. It's all right to tell the truth. And, and one thing about it, when, when, when they elected me as the Hines County Board of Supervisors, I told him going in that I was not going to be a politician. What I said was that I was going to continue to be a civil rights activist. I was going to continue to be a community activist. And now that I am a political activist. And what does that mean, Black? That means that you engage, that you get involved, that you uh, go and deal with the hard things in and around the community. Right. You you they don't have to come looking for you. You are a part. You are there. You are participating. I don't just show up for the cameras. I'm always out there. You see me out there. Young people see me out there. The police see me out there. Uh, the elected other elected officials see me out there. So I'm always working. And don't let anybody fool you. Nobody that will not get in the job done. I'm committed to getting the job done, regardless of whether they like me or not. As long as you know that I am getting a job done, when you call and need something done, I'm on my way. I'm committed to that and all that work um, for Hines County and all that works uh, for the Hines County Board of Supervisors and all that works directly under me. They know that I, my mission is to complete the mission every day that I come to work. We don't deal with nothing every day but problems of the community. Every day, uh, whether they need the road repaired, paved and fixed, whether they need the ditch clean, uh, uh, whether they need broadband for a certain area, whether they need a, a pickup and a cleanup day, whether they need a dumpster, it's always dealing with problems. I work for the people and I'm there to solve their problems. We're going to continue to solve problems. And by the way, I, I, I want to move on to, to this particular issue before we get too late in the show okay. uh, concerning uh, WMPR radio. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, uh, Mr. Evans, and I'm, by the way, I see him on your wall over there, mm -hmm. uh, and I see Chugway, mm -hmm. and, and both of those individuals a very good, dear friend of mine. And for anybody to say that I have not participated with WMPR and spending money with that radio station, that's an absolute lie. I, when I had my restaurant, I spent a lot of money with WMPR. When I ran for office in the early days, I spent a lot of money with WMPR. When I wanted to send happy holidays messages to the people, I spent money with WMPR. I cannot count the dollars that I have spent with WMPR. Mr. Evers and I, uh, he considered me one of his sons, whether his family agreed with it or not. 
I didn't say it. Mr. Ever said it. And listen, we didn't always agree. We argued a many nights on Wednesday night about the issues that affect uh, us here in America. One of the number one issues that we disagreed about, he supported Donald Trump. And I supported the Democratic Party. And he, if he would have been here today, he would have still been supporting Donald Trump. And I would have been telling him that was a bad choice. But we did not uh, stop speaking to each other or me calling him or taking him lunch sometimes and having a conversation with him. But I could dare to say to you that when Mr. Evers and I disagreed on a matter that really that I thought that that should have took place that did not take place, I was on his radio show and I was uh, I went into his office to explain to him what I wanted to do. When it come to the new hotel down by the bus station, there was a bunch of flags hanging in front of that hotel. Um, and one of the flags was, uh, of course, the rebel flag. And I met with the admin staff. Of, uh, it was very new at, um, at the Hilton Garden Inn. I went in and we sat in the lobby to discuss those flags that was hanging in front of the hotel. And um, and I spoke with the manager and I told him that it was my understanding that Mr. Elvis was going to have a birthday party here. And he said, yeah, that, you know, that's the plans. I said, well, let me tell you what I think about it. And let me tell you that I've already had this discussion with Mr. Evers. I said, now, um, Mr. Evers is going to have a birthday party. There's two things that shouldn't be happening. Number one, Mr. Evers is going to be having a birthday party on the back of, uh, of the mega. And he, the guy asked me, what did I mean by that? I said, well, you guys are providing this place because he told me. Mr. Evers told me himself that they gave him the space free to have his birthday party. Well, everybody know that Megas died trying to get the people to register to vote. Matter of fact, to just today, we was cutting the ribbon to put the monuments back up of Martin Luther King and, and, and Mega on um, Mega Evers Boulevard and Martin Luther King. But uh, what I said to the gentleman, I said, number one, before that party take place, that flag, that rebel flag needs to come down on the outside of the hotel. And I said, and if it don't come down, I'm going to bring a group of people down here to protest that flag coming down in front of the hotel. Well, if you go down there today, you'll see a lot of other flags, but you will not see the rebel flag. That flag was taken down because I petitioned uh, the Hilton uh, Garden Inn Hotel and, and, and its management to take that flag down. So when Mr. Evers had that party down there, uh, the flag uh, uh, was down. Well. So I went back to the station. I talked to Mr. Evers. I said, Mr. Evers, I said, there's two things going on. The flag is up and you're going to have the party on the back of your brother. He said, yes, sir, I'm going to have that party. I said, well, Mr. Evers, I hope you wouldn't have the party because I'm going to protest your party if you have that party down. I said, and the reason that I'm going to protest, and y'all get it clear so y'all don't get it mixed up and twisted. Mr. Evers, the reason that I'm going to have a protest and protesting your birthday party. I feel like when the Hilton Garden opened back up, Mr. Evans, that they should have had a big press conference and invited the people from the city and this county and apologized to the people of this state for not allowing black folks to come into that hotel and to stay on this property. I know they're not the same people, but they bought the property. And that property has some history. I said they need to stand up and have an event saying that this is the way that we're going to apologize to the citizens of this state, the citizens of this county, and the citizens of this city by simply saying that we apologize for what took place down here at the King Edward Hotel by not on African-American people, which is great-grandparents and your great-grandparents, uh, to come and only work in the hotel and could not stay in the hotel, could not eat in the hotel, could not do any of the things that are taking place to this day. I said, until that happened, Mr. Evers, uh, and they apologize, well, look, I'll be down there if you have your birthday party. And Mr. Evers turned to me and looked and said to me, he said, well, son, who am I? 
he said that I protested against the many of them. And if that's the way you feel about it, go on with your protest. Well, Mr. Evers' entire family was mad at me because I exercised my constitutional right by going down and protesting. When Mr. Evers made it to his birthday night, we had quite a few people walking up and down uh, the Hilton Hotel. This is the history that we got to understand and know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Mr. Charles Evers got out of his car. Somebody was driving him. Came over to me as I walk up and down the sidewalk protesting his party. Get this right now, Black, because the people need to understand. He got out of his car before he went into the party. We protesting with our signs and walking up and down the parking lot and came over and hugged me and whisper in and that's what I'm talking about. Meaning that even though I was protesting him, he knew that I had a constitutional right to do exactly what I did. And we exercised it and continue that protest. And that's who you got as an elected official. When I see things that are not right and I don't think that they're right and I'm not always right about everything, but I can tell the audience and the people that are tuned in uh, you know, we're going to fight and we're going to challenge the status quo and we're going to go against the grain to bring about a change and we're going to make a difference and we're going to have a plan. We're going to have a mission to get things done. All that nonsense, people that are trying to make a name for themselves, you check my record. Check my record with uh, uh, Big Chuckway on your wall there that him and I led the fight to get the Scott sisters uh, out of prison. It started on my radio station. Him and I came up with a plan with a few other people to say we're gonna continue to fight for the Scott sisters who went to jail for merely $5 and we're gonna get double life sentence, both of them. Well, we was able to bring them home. I was the one that went to the governor's mansion in the protest and in the march and stood at the governor's mansion and said to the people in the gov in government at that time, I was not an elected official, to free the Scott sisters, turn them loose. It's time for them to come home. And I think that Big Chuck Way chose me as a leader to do just that. He knew that I was gifted in that particular area and we worked together. But not only that, if you go to Madison County, uh, there was a, a, a sheriff there by the name of Toby Trowbridges that we disagreed on the way that he was policing the community and that he would set up roadblocks, more in African-American communities, that he would make illegal stops and then illegal searches, making stops without probable cause, uh, violating people's constitutional right. Many was afraid to go challenge Trowbridges in Madison County. Well, along with a group of people, we went to Madison County and the town of Clint, uh, town of Kenton, in the square, and they had police everywhere tried to put fear into us. We left that town square and marched down Highway 51 all the way to the Madison County Jail. I got arrested along with about seven or eight other people. We went into the jail, and of course they turned us loose, but at the end of the day, we did not fear Trowbridges. We was there to relieve the people of Madison County with these illegal stops, these illegal roadblocks that where African-American uh, young folks was experiencing in Madison County. Now you still have a lot of that going on, but not as much as they used to. You still have a little going on. People still say, hey, you better not go to Madison because you know this is gonna happen to you. Well, we have challenged Madison County and we send Madison County a clear cut message there uh, concerning that matter. Uh, and I'll share this one with you. Um, and you can check my record. We're not here just talking. We're talking about what facts are. When there was a, the ride down at um, Hines County Detention Center, I was getting calls. Councilman Stokes was getting calls to go to um, the Hines County Detention Center. Well, we went there. I was out of the road, Black, with the families that was concerned about their loved ones. The sheriff called my phone from the inside of the jail and said, David, I see you on the side of the road. Why are you here? 
I said, Sheriff, I'm here to uh, be here for the, the, the uh, people that are on the outside, loved ones, to help and check and make sure that they're okay. That's what I'm here for, Sheriff. I said, Sheriff, why don't you do this? Let's cut a deal. We don't need to call all these people in from all over this state to come into this uh, detention center to find out what the problem. I said, I'll sign anything you want me to sign. Let me become the negotiator with the folks that are in there tearing the jail up. I don't need no gun. I don't need no knife. I don't need anything. They know me on the inside of that jail. I'm not afraid of my life. Let me go in without anything, no bulletproof vest or anything. And I can sign whatever you want me to sign. And I put my own life in danger just to go in to sign the problem, uh, to solve the problem. Kind of like what you saying, being the in-between person. Mm -hmm. uh, the sheriff would not allow me to go, but I offered my help. But I stayed on the sideline to discuss some of their well-being uh, inside of Hines County Detention Center. So, uh, uh, bro, Black, is so much to tell you. It is. Uh, and I can't do it all <laughs> in one night, man. All right. <laughs> I got one got more a question. Qu yeah, I got one more question. One last question before we uh, get off. Here. What about the other folks? <laughs> uh, do, do we have? Hey, hey, y'all got your opportunity. Hey, listen, man, they they scared. Hey, hey, I, hey. I, 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 I'm gonna just tell you. And we inviting them now. Yeah. You know, I, I, I tell you what. Uh, this this one last question. I, the younger ones. I hear this a lot too. How can young people reach up to? And, and I'm going to say it in both ways because I understand how y'all feel. Le young lady and I was going back and forth yesterday about this problem. Uh, people that's being in the position of, uh, uh, you know, highest kind of supervisors, authority. Uh, yeah, authoritative positions, mm -hmm. and people that's trying to come into these positions, these these uh, uh, areas, and, and they're, they're feeling not welcomed by the older people that's been in there. Some of them been in there for years. You yourself is just now, you, you're just getting your start. But some have been in there for years. What uh, advice do you have for those that, that are trying to get into politics or into uh, positions or city positions, county positions? What can they do in order to be able to mediate with those that are in those positions? Well, um, let me just tell you this. I thought maybe I had it on my phone. Let me just say this. I think that as elected officials that it got to start somewhere where we can begin to groove some young folks that are coming along and giving them the entire story, not just my story, mm -hmm. but the entire story in terms of, see, Jackson wasn't always black, mm -hmm. right? We had a lot of leadership that we had to abide by rules and regulations of those that was in charge. But because it's more of us and less of the uh, Caucasians or Republicans in Jackson, they decided to leave Jackson and go elsewhere where they can represent who they need to represent. Uh, they knew that they could not win the vote. And a lot of times that is why people leave your town because they're not, they won't be empowered to represent the people anymore. So they go and find new areas, you know, Flowood, 25 years, probably didn't have 2,000 people living. You know, 2,500. I don't know how many live there today. Well, Madison uh, was the country. There wasn't a lot of people living in Madison, but they left the city and went out there. Once upon a time, they had a little more than 200,000 people in the city right now. I mean, in this county. Uh, right now, we have probably, uh, well, in the county, we have 200 and 40, 200, right at 250,000. But we used to have almost 200,000 in the city alone. Mm -hmm. And so those numbers, probably about 30, 35,000 less at the moment. But all I can say is that uh, I would love to groom young folks, get them aboard, get them involved, so they can start making a difference in and around their community. Okay, well, we gave y'all an opportunity this time. Uh, hopefully, he'll come back through. Uh, I do. Anytime hope, you call me, brother. I, I appreciate it. And for those that are on, uh, looking at this uh, particular show, man, and you didn't get a chance to talk, uh, uh, you can say a couple of words to me. Uh, I'll get them over to him as best I can. But I thank you for coming in, sir. Let me just say this. Mm -hmm. Normally, I always start out by saying 
that the mind that is properly disciplined and directed to a clear-cut objective cannot be the and I always end with never ever allow personal feelings to overwhelm your common sense. It make common sense to do what is right all the time for your community. Two black, two strong mega blasts. I thank you for coming through. David Archie, Heinz County Supervisor. One, one, one more last question. I do need to put this out there because this, this one just came to my mind. How far does your district go? From where to where? I have the biggest district in the whole entire state. It goes from uh, Northside Drive in Manhattan, right there by the Tisdale Library. Okay. All the way down uh, uh, Northside Drive to 49, all the way to the Madison County line up 49. Mm -hmm. It comes over to I-220, skip over a portion of Clinton, pick up over in Bolton and go all the way to the Warren County line. Wow. Then go over to Highway 18, picks up in Raymond, and go to the Kapai County line. But Presidential Hills, the Queens, Vernon Edition, the Fundren District, uh, Bel Air and Christian Brotherhood and all those areas, uh, I represent. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Two Black, Two Strong, Mega Blast. We'll see y'all next time. Have a good night. Peace.